The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the weekly parenting show on Inspire 105.1 FM. Uh, joining me to yourselves today is me, Sister Navid, and with me from the Helms is uh, Sister Shabina and Sister Fazilat. Assalamualaikum Fazilat and Shabina. Waalaikumsalam. How are you guys? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Are you okay? Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Uh, feel free to join in. Alhamdulillah, I'm okay. Not too bad. Um, just um, busy with the lockdown stuff at home, but Alhamdulillah, I can't complain. Um, so inshallah, feel free to join into today's discussion um, via the the contact line, which is zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. So that's zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. We are also live on Facebook, so inshallah, uh, do share the page, uh, do contribute on the page, do leave us feedback and comments, and uh, do interact with us as well, uh, even on the live show or later with your comments on on facebook we do appreciate any feedback um so without any further ado uh we we will go straight into today's topic it's um, a fairly hefty topic i would say uh shabina and fazila yeah. um we are going to be talking about parent abuse um we've turned it on its head um there's many parents out there who unfortunately suffer from many different kinds of abuse um, from their children. It can be verbal, it can be emotional, it can be physical. Um, it can even be financial uh, abuse in the way that your child is stealing from you or your child is um, raking up a bill which is on your name or you have to deal with and you have to pay that. So we're going to be exploring um, this reality of parent abuse, uh, which unfortunately does exist. And um, we would appreciate any contribution from the listeners as well, from their perspectives and their points of views. And inshallah, we hope we do justice to today's show. So just um, opening it up, uh, Fazilat and Shabina, um, I, you know, I spoke to Fazilat last night and um, this was something, I, I don't know how it came up, but it was something... Um, that we kind of racked up that maybe we should approach this topic and have this discussion. Uh, mm. How did it make you feel, Shabina, when, when I posted it up as an option or what thoughts went through you? Um, I first thought of, gosh, it's going to be, an, it, it'll be a nightmare. Was, mm. I, I feel really scared at the yeah. idea of yeah. my children potentially abusing me, being rude yeah. to me. Especially when they, you know, become like a teenager or, you know, yeah. a young adult to, yeah. you know, to do that. I feel, I feel like I'd, I'd feel really upset. I'd, I would feel in despair. I'd feel I'd failed, yeah. obviously. But, yeah. you know, obviously we can try our best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's worrying. It Scary is. and worrying. It is. I agree. What about you, Fazilat? What are your thoughts? Um, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm thinking. Um, no, because you know, um, I've seen some documentaries, I'm sure others have as well, um, you know, on on TV and Netflix, what have you, where there's been cases of, of parents being abused and, and yeah. it ending um, not very nicely, whether they've, they've yeah. been sort of, you know, murdered or, you know, yeah. um, getting to very extreme sort of levels. So it's not a topic that I haven't come across before, as in terms mm -hmm. of, um, read on it or, or you know heard about it and such so but I felt like we talked about you know that last night that it's, it's an important one to discuss because I think yeah. we don't go there it yeah. feels I mean um, because we talk about child abuse and that's quite mm -hmm. um, common in the community mm -hmm. or in, in the wider community not just ours um, mm -hmm. and it's there but parent abuse is never discussed but that's mm -hmm. not to say it's not happening yeah. I've never yeah. come across anyone sort of raise it um, mm. within the, within mm. our communities, for example. We don't have to look yeah. further afield. Within our communities, I've never, I've never, you know, um, heard of parents even discuss it between friends, for example, or, um, mm. you know, in, in a, on a wider context. And I think there's, there's a, like a, it's like a taboo subject. Yeah. Well, that's why I thought it's it was important for us to, yeah. So yeah. I just thought it's important that we have to recognise that 
there are parents out there who suffer and the tables are turned on them. It's not always that the parents are abusing the children. There are children abusing Mm -hmm. parents. And I think it's, as it's a parenting Mm -hmm. show, I thought it's important to discuss that angle as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's about, firstly, inshallah, uh, what we'd like to do is delve into the fact that how, you know, we're not talking about arguments or disagreements. Um, We're talking on a larger scale when things have escalated to another level and they are out, out of your control and the parents are out of their depth and they don't know what to do and they literally feel like a failure uh like mm-hmm. Shabina said and like you're saying Fazila it's a it becomes a taboo topic of discussion because you're embarrassed and these kinds of feelings and notions stem in uh to the parent it's an issue of where you know uh the mockery has increased maybe to the parent as well um and like I said it, you know it's escalated to that level it can stem from um you know begin it can begin from children being out of control and it can escalate and you know it can begin from anger management maybe being an issue within your toddler or your child who's becoming a teenager and we're we're always applying uh, excuses to why their behavior is that particular way although deep down in your gut you know something's not quite right and I need to deal with this but you're overlooking it you haven't got the time you're neglecting it and that neglect uh, and that's you know uh, um, you know not recognizing the issue for what it is or reaching out at that time is what can lead to this severe situation. Also, I, I just wanted to add here. Uh, sorry, do you want to do you want to speak? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say that I think it's important to understand that this isn't something that happens overnight. I think, and maybe yeah. you know, I hope that we can sort of you know to discuss it to a certain degree in the show that children don't don't just suddenly become these characters, for example, it's mm. a gradual progress from when they're toddlers to when they're, for example, teenagers, even when they're maybe a bit younger young than adults. teenagers yeah, yeah, or young adults. So I think we have to sort of see how that child is nurtured and how do they get to that stage? What part do we play? What part does the wider community play in that? And mm. then hopefully we can sort of come to sort of yeah. ideas of how we can tackle and, this problem. And just very quickly, just adding on to the fact that if anybody's situation has escalated to the level of, uh, you know, um, violence, and blackmail and uh, you know physical abuse of whatever nature or type of emotional abuse um, and then those parents do need to reach out for professional help so that yeah. they can have that professional help yeah. um, to aid them through and there, there there is help out there and it is available although it's not spoken about widely and we do urge those parents to reach out in that manner however if we've not quite got there and we and we've got uh, children that are getting a bit lippy, a bit mouthy, a bit aggressive, having tantrums, slamming doors, uh, using a you know bad, slightly bad language, uh, tipping over the scales. This is at that point where we need to start recognizing the symptoms, and we need to start dealing with that. So we're we're, we're talking about you know manipulation tactics here, intimidation tactics here to the parent to intimidate you, to make you feel stupid, or to make you look low. Um, and maybe a shove, you know, to the parent whilst walking past, like touching your mouth and, and shoving your parent in the shoulder uh, whilst walking past and you thinking, should I let it go or should I deal with it or should I not deal with it? It's at that point that maybe we need to start looking at things. Research very quickly before I hand over to you two for a little while. Research also shows that, you know, this crosses into all bounds, into all societies, all cultures. Um, there are no economic lines on this. There's no rich and poor divide on this. There's no educated or uneducated divide on this. Um, you know, parents can become a target if they do by their children in all cultures and societies. Um, research has also shown, interestingly, uh, guys, that mothers can be more prone to this, especially single moms, uh, um, more than fathers. And it's sort of implied that it, there wasn't a lot on it when I did my research, but uh, the emotional attachment that mothers can have because they're a bit more forgiving. Um, they're a bit more emotionally led when it comes to their children rather than uh, being a, more, uh, a bit more, you know, rational when it comes to their children. And, and therefore children can manipulate that situation and blackmail and take advantage of their mothers, maybe more than fathers. But once again, like I said, there's not a lot that's out there. So the issue is that, you know, if if we're not there yet, alhamdulillah, uh, but we, we, we're recognising these sy- sy- symptoms, um, mm. you know, we need to deal with this, isn't it? So, what, what, you know, the, in terms of the types of abuse girls, you know, um, you know, there's the verbal, the emotional, the physical or the financial. 
you know, have you ever come across any of this type of stuff? Have you heard about anything? Do you, have, do you know any case studies where how it was dealt with or how it is being dealt with? Is there anything that you know, um, comes to your mind? I do know of a situation where um, a teenager has been very abusive to his parents in mm-hmm. um, in our community. And um, it's, it is true, the mothers do feel more forgiving and mm-hmm. um, maybe that is why they are um, they tend bigger to be targets. more yeah bigger yeah. targets the, they get abused more to some degree yeah. and um, yeah I mean it does happen in our communities and it is something that we need to address with them mm-hmm. with parents mm-hmm. that feel like this that feel mm-hmm. uh, vulnerable they are victims we need to give them strength mm-hmm. we need to give them strength in the sense that not to feel um to you know to be able to talk about it mm. to address the issues to address to be able to talk and not feel you know shamed mm. you know because it's happened and if mm. if you are given you know if somebody has approached you a parent that are that are going through this it's very important for us not to be judgmental and be like well you know this happened because you know you didn't take care of your son when he was younger or you mm. know you didn't do this when he was younger when it's already happened we need to yeah. give them strength to move forward and not look back on what are the mistakes. As, as an individual, we do need mm-hmm. to do that as well. As mm-hmm. a parent, individually, we need to look at, okay, what ha- if this is my situation, what have I done wrong? Or what has, mm-hmm. um, is there anywhere where we can, you know, improve? Is there mm-hmm. anything that we could do differently? What can we do, you know, now to move forward, to bring, you know, Order, to control this sort of yeah. <laughs> abuse? Yeah. 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 So you know the case study that you that you you're referring to. Uh, yeah. Do you have any uh, detail on that? You know, in terms of uh, what kind of uh, situation um, was this person ste- dealing ste- with? Stealing money from the parents, taking their card, using it. Um, mm. Just generally, um, actually, even things like taking drugs at home, where the parent okay. doesn't want that, and they're you know yeah. shouting and screaming, and then the yeah you know the sun is then hitting them and then running off okay so physical house. violence yeah, as well there was, yeah there's verbal. been situations of physical yeah. violence and then and then to um in this situation i mean we when i was involved in this i did tell the parents to you know be strong hold mm-hmm. your ground don't just don't mm-hmm. just let him back inside the house with saying nothing with, with no, no remorse yeah, yeah. With no remorse nothing but in this situation, that did happen, where okay. you know he, you know, at night time he just walked in, and they've just the parents have just sort of brushed it under the carpet. Yeah. But this okay, problem does happen. Happens. It is repetitive. Yeah. It yeah. is repetitive, and it's not going to go away unless you are firm and confident yeah. as a parent. It's not going to go away. Okay, uh, Fazila, did you want to say something? No, no, I was just going to say to well, oh, just just to add on to what Shabina was saying that. That is the case, you know, um, that parents feel compelled. Um, yeah. I know of cases like that, for example, with the drugs or, you know, um, things like that in that kind of area that their parents take them, take the child back um, yeah. and not address the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's out of fear, maybe it's out of love, or maybe it's out of helplessness that they can't, that they, they can't see yeah. a solution. Um, so it's a, lot, yeah. it's, it's a lot of factors, and I think it's, that, yeah. that's why this show is yeah. important to discuss. I think one of the points that I wanted to touch upon was when you said uh, firm and confident, you know, that was one of part of the advice that you gave to the to, to this set of parents in relation to their child. This firmness and this confidence, I think, you know, it, as we know, you know, we're not born firm and confident. You know, some we are the personalities we are. Either your life experiences build you mm-hmm. and make you into who you become or knowledge, you know, awareness of, of a particular understanding. And say, for example, you know, when we develop this, it, it has to come from somewhere, isn't it? So they, the, the parents um, need to be referred to uh, certain information or certain awareness, like, for example, Islamic understanding of what it means to be a parent and what it means to be assertive and what it means to try and uh, be confident with the situation and what is right and what is wrong and what the, um, what, what, what the boundaries are, having those boundaries in place. Would you say, guys, you know, like um, if we focus on physical abuse, I also know of a case study where a daughter 
you know, a 19 year old, I don't know if she was nine, she between the age of 19 and 21. And, you know, she was obviously doing something that her parents weren't happy with. And her mother was correcting her and telling her off and she was disagreeing. So, you know, she hit her mother. Um, and um, so, you know, although this daughter later apologized for this uh, circumstance that had arisen and, and what she had done, um, this is something which, you know, like once you've crossed that barrier, once that has happened, it's happened. And you don't know which way that child is going to go after that, because you, you can never bring that back. So even from mm. a parent perspective, is, is questioning why has my child become like this? You know, where has mm. this come from? It's so important, isn't it, to, to to investigate that? I think when it comes to say, uh, uh, you know, drug abuse or uh, in in any way, you know, whether uh, whether people are making money out of it or youngsters or whether they're dealing in that. I think that parents can sometimes turn a blind eye to, eye to in thinking it's outside, it's not inside. But yeah. when there's physical and emotional abuse happening inside or stealing from your parents and racking up the, the debts, that is impacting you. It's impacting the whole household and the rest of the children. Um, mm. At that point, you know, what, what, what would a parent do, you know, in terms of, uh, how do you how do you be firm? How do you be confident? You know, if we imagine ourselves as parents, now Allah protect us all. You know, our children are growing up um, in this kind of a circumstance. Um, what 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 would the first thing be that you think if we try to imagine the situation that you would think that you would do, or I would do, or I should do? <laughs> um, it's it's really hard. It is really hard to find a solution to it. To mm. if you have a, you know, in, in particular a teenager, if you have a teenager that's been been like that. Mm. But I, mm. I feel like if it's an adult, an adult mm. child doing that mm. or behaving in a manner that you don't agree with in your household, yeah, then you need to take you need to take charge of your household. And yeah. I've, and um, I think um, the parents that I was I was referring to. They yeah. did say that, you know, once the child is an adult, they will, yeah. um, you know, take more firm stance and, you know, okay. yeah, take more firm stance on it. But I mean, yeah. the, the, those parents that I was referring to, they do, they have reflected upon, you know, the mistake that they may have potentially had okay. while yeah. raising that child. They did say yeah. that, you know, it is because they were neglectful in yeah. the sense that, you know, it was a middle child um they didn't they were busy yeah. they were busy with time work you know um busy socializing the yeah. parents were busy socializing and that took a very um big effect on the children because that son in particular at a young age he was yeah. allowed to be out out and about after yeah. school you know at the age of eight nine after school just going to his friend's primary house. years yeah yeah primary yeah. years just being allowed to be outside you know, mm. and for the mm. parents, it was like, oh, it's just in his friend's house, it's fine. They're mm. just playing computer games, it's fine. And that, mm. and then afterwards, you know, as he grew up and he was growing up around children or teenagers that were influencing him, mm-hmm. it was very hard to take that control back and yeah. to control yeah. who his friends are. Because yeah. be, uh, previously, in the primary age, the parents weren't bothered who the friends yeah. are. They thought, yeah. okay, it's young, it's fine, it doesn't matter. It's, yeah. you know if he's coming home at eight nine o'clock it's fine but yeah. uh, I feel like that that's one of the regrets that they've had and uh, yeah. that is something that is uh, I'd say I think know, I would I would have you know alhamdulillah say that alhamdulillah is very big of them and very good of them to have even taken that ownership and, and that yeah, you know that responsibility of reflecting to recognize where have we gone wrong? Because that surely, inshallah, they will have more children as well. So it's about, you know, changing your ways and correcting yourself, which is what insan is all about. And it yeah. and it is that, you know, when when kids behave like this, they they are getting something from somewhere. We can't pinpoint it to one particular thing. It could be mm-hmm. a whole horde or a whole vast variety of things that could be influencing them. But it's about, to some level, in some degree, the parents taking ownership and reflecting and correcting and changing 
um, and and also knowing at what point we leave it to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, the rest is in Allah's yeah. hands. Um, so the, you know, the question being there, why do kids, you know, in your opinion, uh, why why do you think that they could end up becoming like this with their parents? Some of it you've touched upon, uh, Shabina. You've said that you know neglect. Yeah. Um, you know the, the the child feeling neglected. Uh, I'm assuming mm. things like feeling vulnerable or isolated or unwanted. Yeah. A lack yeah. of care. It's... Lack of care. So, for example, because he was um, able to go outside, be with his friends, ultimately, as he grew up, he felt that his family doesn't care anymore. His family mm. doesn't care where he is, mm. what, what he's doing. So yeah. that in itself is, you know, it is neglect, isn't it? Yeah. We haven't, you know, cared for the child to care what he's doing what he's yeah. up to and I think that's yeah. very important and afterwards yeah. when you try to control him you, you mean nothing yeah yeah and that care isn't there anymore he doesn't care what you, you're saying yeah he's hardened himself yeah, and he's, he's also been influenced by other factors it could be his peers it could be you know society yeah, at yeah, large it could be tv programs social media yeah yeah so he's he's found his little world and he's um he's you know immersed himself into that world um mm. and his values are going to be different to whatever your values were that yeah. you know you were able to uphold although you may have wanted to um yeah that's why about... oh, sorry go ahead go that's on. why it's very important for us to be close to our children isn't it we yeah. need to be close to them be there have conversations with them to ha- yeah. for them to feel like you know they can open up to us yeah, we need to. I was going know. to actually come to the younger years, you know, when 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 there's a toddler. I mean, Fazila, I, I don't know what your thoughts and views are on this one, but uh, you know, when you have toddlers and say your toddler comes and and throws something at you, uh, or yeah. an uncle walks in and they they just you know throw you know I don't know a Lego piece of Lego at you, and you laugh it off and you think, you know, oh, that's so cute, you know, he or she has just done that. Or she's, you know, he or she is just little. They're only two. They're only three. Um, and you know, at what point, you know, do we as parents recognise that we, you know, how how would you deal with that? I don't know. Do you want to think, go for? Um, yeah, I think um, you have to start as you know off as you mean to go on. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we as parents make. And I think we've all done it to a certain degree that, you know, you set you. you you think it's you overlook things when they're younger and then as mm. they get older you try to put those boundaries there or try to correct them and then it's difficult to go back mm. because you've already set the standards for them mm. um you know i see it myself you know within our extended families i see you know um where kids as young as two three four they get in their way they have a tantrum mm. and the parents just give in mm. um and it's worrying um mm to see that that child they will grow up to think that we can do what we want basically yeah not not yeah. because it's their fault if, if, if we're yeah. honest about it because this parents have set that precedence isn't it that that, that whenever they have a tantrum they give in not all yeah. parents but some do so when they yeah. become teenagers for example and then when they start playing up and then you try to take control they have no value for your, your authority because you never defined your role as a parent to them yeah. and i think that's mm-hmm. i think i think there's a confusion about what a role um, of what roles do we play as parents and what is the yeah. role of the child and I think it gets yeah. kind of reversed the parents have taken over and you know one of the signs of the day of judgment is that the children will become you know um laws the parents of, leaders. Yeah, the yeah. Parents leaders yeah paraphrasing mm-hmm. but I think that's what's happening and that's what yeah. happens when in these kind of relationships that the child is has taken control and they yeah. manipulate mm-hmm. that child and you know it can be small things and it can be big things um you know, I have teenagers, mm-hmm. and they have tantrums. They, they, mm-hmm. you know, there have been occasions when they've raised their voices. They're not happy with what I've said. You know, like I'll give you an example. You know, um, one of my children, I took their phones away a while back, mm-hmm. and they had the biggest fit and yeah. shouted and screamed oh. and yeah, that you know. <laughs> but I thought, no, you know, not for mm-hmm. a while. You know, um, it's affecting your studies. You can't take that. Now, mm-hmm. as a parent. Um, and I did, I'll be quite honest with you. And I remember having conversations with a friend that there came to a point where I was thinking, 
they're doing my head in that much shall I just would it be easier just to give it back to them or maybe compromise yeah, exhausting and, yeah. I was just writing that word down <laughs> maybe maybe compromise and give it back maybe on the yeah. weekends and, and then take it back and yeah. and this friend said no <laughs> that's not what you set out the punishment yeah. was if this happens your phone's gone for this period of time so that's how it is yeah. sometimes you need that support from from your friends and family to 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 be there for you and when you waver but also to see mm. these things through so the child knows that when mm. when a parent says no it means no so they have yeah. clear boundaries and I think sometimes Absolutely. we lack that um yeah yeah, yeah, we do. And it's like you said, from a young age, it can start from the behavior of the child leading the decision making. And when that takes over and it becomes the, the monster in the room that you can't deal with, you don't know when that's going to happen. And also what you're saying about the exhausting aspect of seeing things through, whether they're teenagers or young children or toddlers, it doesn't matter what age range they may fall in, it can be uh, taxing. Inshallah, we'll continue with the sh- with the show and take it further after the break. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the weekly parenting show live on Inspire 105.1 FM. With you today is myself as your host, Sister Navi, and joining me from their homes are Sister Fasilat and Sister Shabina. The topic for today's uh, show is uh, parent abuse um, and we will be moving on to the second half of the show, inshallah. Before we continue with this show, I'd just like the listeners to know that they can contribute in tonight's show via any messages or comments on 0779-481822. So that's 0779-481822. We are also live on Facebook, so you can connect with us via Facebook as well. We'll catch up on the show later. Um, so, um, yeah, just coming back to the point that we were finishing off in terms of why do kids or could kids be uh, behaving in this way and where it could be coming from. Um, you know, uh, in the break, uh, Sister Fazila was just reminding us that, you know, it could also be led from um, the child being bullied um, or, you know, even abused outside of the house or within the house and the parents don't know about this reality or circumstance that is taking place uh, because as sister Shabina pointed out earlier maybe because of the lack of a relationship that there is between the parents and the child because the parents are busy in their jobs or in their social life or maybe busy earning money and trying to make ends meet or looking after other younger children so the lack of communication or the poor communication that there is between the parent, uh, parents and the child could lead to the fact that the child's not being able to open up about these things, that he or she is being bullied at school or somewhere else or being abused um, in, 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 in maybe even a physical way somewhere. Um, and that could drive the child to seek attention in a, in, in a different way. Um, you know, is there anything um, that you sisters wanted to add to this? Yeah, I think, you know, the other thing is that I think sometimes it can be as simple as, as how are we with our parents? You know, yeah. how, do we do we speak to our parents in an aggressive way or are we aggressive with them or are we disrespectful to them? Because sometimes kids can pick up on that. I think that's normal behaviour. And then mm-hmm. they in turn sort of copy you and do the same to you. It can mm-hmm. be that we've set not a very good Standard. example. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But then when it's happening to us, we feel it more, isn't it? I suppose when, when yeah. we're doing it to our parents, we don't we don't recognise it, for example, if, if that's what we're doing. But when 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 it happens when it happens to us, and we think, hang on, that's not right. I'm a yeah. I'm their parent. That's not how they should be talking to me or addressing me and, and so forth. So sometimes we have to look at ourselves in that way. And like you mentioned, um, you know, if a child is being bullied, or you know, um, or, or abused, some you know, elsewhere outside of the home. And maybe they're channeling their anger or emotions and taking it mm. out on the parents. And, and like Shabina said at the beginning, we need to be close enough to our children for them to come to us when they need to and, mm. and discuss any concerns and worries they have. And we have, mm. as parents, have to take that time out to listen to them because I think, mm. you know, we lead very busy lives, whether we're mm. working or not working, whether we're single parents or whether we're families or divorced mm. or 
any mm. shape or form of families that we have, I think everybody has a bit, you know, very busy life. Yeah. But, but the funny mm. thing is, when something is important to us, we always make time. Yeah. And I mm. think um, you have to make time for your children because before mm. you know it, they'll all be grown up and you'll think, you know, had I done this, had I done that, then you live life the full regrets. of regrets. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it is a learning curve. It's a learning curve that we do learn from our mistakes and we will all make mistakes. But mm. I think it's um, just sort of recognising that as in son, you know, just to, to account ourselves, really. Mm. That, you mm. know, am I doing the best that I can? Am I being there for my child? Um, mm. And am I am I being a parent or am I being a friend? You know how yeah. we just talked talk about before the break as well, that sometimes it's, it's hard being a parent, especially mm. with this lockdown. You know, we've talked about it before because they're, they're with us all the time. Um, yeah. and our children are so it's, it's a constant um, thing you know yes you yes, can do constant this all, struggle. Yeah, and it can be monotonous struggle. yes and it and it can be as we said exhausting before the break um, mm-hmm. and and it's something that you know um, we you know I think another thing is uh, uh, putting yourself in the in the shoes of your child and trying to um, you know uh, reflect from that perspective as well about the how do you, how empathy having empathy mm. for your child and thinking, okay, where, where could this be coming from? Um, if, if, if at home we're ticking all the boxes, you know, generally, um, you know, um, to, to the best of my knowledge, then what else could it be? And, and I think another factor attached to everything you've said, Fazila, which is absolutely 100% accurate, is the, the norms, cultures of society, media, your yes. friends, your peers, all of this plays a big part in your child's life. And once again, there should be a touch at the beginning of the show that if you're just carting off your child to a friend's house and you don't know the friend, you don't know the family, your child could be as young as eight or nine or six or even 14 or 15. It really makes no difference. Um, you know, you don't know where, where they're picking up what kind of behavior or attitude or personality from. Sorry, one of you was going to speak. I was going to say that we all, as in time, we need attention. And yeah. we seek attention, whether it's yeah. from our husbands, you know, yeah. we seek attention, don't we, from them. Yeah, or we want parents, affection. children, yeah. yeah. Or our parents, our friends, whoever it is. Yeah. But as, as, the chi- as a child, the child needs the attention of the parents. That is the yeah. first thing that they need from, yeah. before anybody else, before the attention of anyone else. They need to be, have that attention from us. And I think yeah. it's our responsibility as parents to be able to give them a piece of us Give them yeah. that time. You yeah. might be very busy with everything else and, you know, a lot of people need your time, but your children also do. Yeah. I think yeah. that it's very important for That's us to important. remember yeah, that. you're right. And I think attached to the attention is the love uh, because more yeah. than anything else, the attention is connected to, to love there because the child just needs to be felt wanted and important um and that they uh you know are in their little world in their own way appreciated that they that you know they are important that they are a vip um in our life and we may have to be going around showing a lot of people that they are important in our lives and we may be needing that back and that's what leads me to the to the next bit that we we need to discuss in terms of what as parents we can do um, and finally, just talking about, you know, how society out there and how much of a big influence they can play, you know, even if we look at programs on TV and, 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 and you know, social media, you know, there's this culture of abuse and mocking parents and how, you know, this whole thing about belittling parents and how they're worthless, they don't know what they're talking about, they're ancient, you know, they don't fit in. So if we don't even know what our children are doing or what they're watching or who they're who they're hanging out with or how they're consuming their time we're very detached and that detachment you could be in the same roof we're in lockdown and we could all be on gadgets but just because i'm watching something informative or islamic doesn't mean my child is doing something similar on their gadget in another room uh just through the through the door so it's very important that we see where the influences are coming from in that manner but moving on to the effects on parents and what can parents do so, you know, we talked about despair, hopelessness, helplessness, hurt um, in the parent um, and how, you know, it can be difficult to accept that you're a victim. You can feel shame. You can feel the blame. Um, all these so often we know that the parents will stop blaming each other. The father will blame the mother. The mother will blame the father. It's your fault that the child has turned out like this. Once we've gone through all of that, you know, we, we, we could be going through this notion of embarrassment 
yeah, to reach out for help. And I don't mean professional help. Maybe the situation hasn't escalated to that level yet. Maybe it's a shrug, maybe it's the first throw, maybe it's the first tantrum, the first feeling that the child's doing, the first form of manipulation or blackmailing in the household that the child's doing. Um, but in terms of reaching out for help, um, you know, accepting that you have a problem and, and, and you need to reach out, how difficult is that? And how important is that? You know, I think it's very, I think it's very difficult. But I think the important thing is, you know, um, that I like to highlight is that nobody, whether you're a child or an adult, should have to tolerate abuse. So mm -hmm. we could, you know, a set of parents could have done everything for their child. They, it could mm -hmm. be a loving, you know, they could have given that child attention and, and all the love and care, set the right boundaries. But that child can still um, rebel and be abusive. Yeah. It's not. I know we've talked about um, why certain children um, become abusive, for example, and maybe the parents have, you know, um, done things not, not right or made mistakes yeah. or neglected them, but that's not always the case. There are cases out there when they've come from loving homes, yeah. but they've, uh, whether it's from outside influence or whatever yeah. it is, that they've become abusive. And I think it's important for those parents that, that, that are out there and if they're listening, that you don't have to tolerate that. You shouldn't be in that situation. It's not, it's not a healthy um, situation mm -hmm. to be in. and I think um, you, like you said Navi um, first recognize that, that that you are a victim and mm -hmm. and then um, you know um, search for help uh, in, in that way to mm -hmm. tackle that and it's not to say that you know and I think it's never too late to repair relationships that mm -hmm. child may be going through their own set of you know emotions and, and turbulence Problems. yeah as, as as an abuser for example and, yeah. and, and the parents going through their own but I think to get help and it's still um relationships can still be salvaged um i think mm. that's that's, that's mm. important in that way yeah um, yeah I, especially if they're young adults and they're yeah. young teenagers uh yeah. those years um you know they're still developing they're still forming their personalities there's a gap there um and the gap could you know very much so be about you know say the lack of clarity conviction understanding about say one's purpose in life you know why am you know what's the point of my life nobody loves me nobody cares for me nobody wants me i'm neglected anyway and i think once we've recognized these things and the parents themselves could fall into the notion of you know what was the point yeah and i think at that point there needs to be uh like you said the reaching out needs to happen the clarity needs to happen you know, uh, the maybe they're coming closer to the dean, or maybe uh, you know, researching a bit more, understanding a bit more from the Islamic perspective as well, in terms of um, what is my relationship with my child, and 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 what is it built upon, and and what do I need to build it on. So whether that reaching out is in terms of uh, knowledge, whether that reaching out is in terms of you know having good people in your life, isn't it? People that you can trust, people that you can reach out to. Um, people that you know won't judge you, people that you're comfortable with going up to and saying, you know what, this is happening in my household and I can't even discuss this with my family because I'm, I'm too embarrassed or I'm too sad or, you know, I, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable. But having somebody to reach out to that can support you through your situation um, it's been like what you did, Shabina, isn't it? You 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 supported this family, you helped this family mm. the best that you could. But then I'm sure that if you couldn't help that family, you would have probably put your hands up and said, you know what, I'm out of my depth with this one. Yeah. Maybe maybe so and so would be better, or uh, maybe you want to speak to somebody else. How you know how important is it for parents? You know, as, as because say we us three were parents here. So if we started being judgmental to each other, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, breaking confidentiality of each other, um, if we approached each other in 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 total, you know, confidence um, and and privacy, um, you know, it's it's very important to respect that. And I think one of the you know the taboo aspects of society is the fact that maybe as parents we're not helping ourselves to help each other. Yeah. Um, isn't it you know the gossip the the slander the taboo aspect um, there is that Navi, but i think it's important the, to be honest but helpful hmm. but the other aspect is that i think sometimes you think that it's only happening in your household that's why you're afraid to discuss it with anybody else because you think everyone because from outside everyone's lives will look perfect to you you think you know what 
they've got no arguments, no nothing going into their house. But, but I think when you when you start um, talking about or sharing your problems with, with, say, with friends or close friends, you'll see that you know everybody's leading very similar lives. Everybody's going through the mm. same sort of similar situation, you know, problems or scenarios, maybe packaged in a different way, but same kind of thing, you know issues are going on. I think so. It's I think um, we shouldn't be embarrassed. And, yeah. you know, we all have, you know, certain circles of friends that we, you know, that we're close with, we feel comfortable with. And if there are people out there that, that say, for example, go to someone thinking that they're their friend and that friend then makes a mock, you know, a joke of them or mm. belittles them, then you have to think that, uh, are they worth having as a friend? Yeah. You see? Yeah. And that yeah. who are your friends? You need to sort of, you know, take that. But even then, I think the important thing is that if, if, if you feel that you've reached out to one person and they haven't helped you, Please don't give up on that. I think there there are people out there that you can yeah, turn to. Sincere um, people. Yeah, yeah sincere yeah. people. So yeah, I think you it's, can um, turn to. But you're, you're not right. alone. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, Fazila, because what I think this is when you realise who really are your friends or your people, sincere people there to support you and help you. Because at this point, you don't want to hear somebody say, well, you obviously you've not done a good job and obviously you've messed up and then go and tell the, another family about your personal um circumstances but rather you want somebody who's sincere who's going to support you through it and and whether that's like i said a family person a sibling an aunt or an uncle of, of your child or whether that's um friends that you approach or whether it's somebody totally uh you know separate you know a professional that you go to uh, because you don't feel right talking to family or friends but there that you know it does need to be discussed and and it does need to be dealt with I think another reason why this is so important for us is the onus that Islam puts on uh, the respect to the parent, isn't it? Um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in many verses of the Quran, worship Allah and join out any partners with him and do good to your parents. And we have enjoined on man kindness to parents, another ayat of the Quran. And we have enjoined on man to be good to his parents in travail upon travail did his mother bear him. Um, in you know, in another surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Your Rabb has decreed that you worship none but him and that you be kind to parents, whether one or both of them attain old age in your life. Say not to them a word of contempt, nor repel them, but address them in terms of honor and out of kindness, lower to them the wing of humility and say, My Rabb, bestow on them your mercy, even as they cherished me in childhood. That's the you know, surah 17, uh, ayah 23 to 24, and that bit of the ayah of uh. Ayah 24, my Rabb bestow on them your mercy, even as they cherish me in childhood. These small things, if you know, it's not small, it's major, but these du'as are so key, important that we learn them, that we explain them to our children and that our children learn them so that they value and understand that, mm. you know, after Allah, the next most worthy of respect in your life is your parents. Um, and, you know, this sin of being bad to your parents it's not a minor thing it's a major sin and it's 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 um it's a it's, it's a major issue and finally i also think that you know something i think you mentioned to me that um correct me if i'm wrong um about how we lead by example so if you know our, our children could be learning from us by what we do so how are we treating our parents? How are we respecting or honouring or caring for our parents? Um, and how do they see our relationship with our parents? This is all very important, isn't it? It shouldn't be staged. It should be natural because this is a natural issue of our belief, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, what are your thoughts, views, opinions? Do you have anything to share with the listeners out there on, on, on this matter? Well, I think like we spoke yesterday, Norvi, that, you know, I was saying that, say, with my mum and dad, um, my dad would just need to look and would know that he's angry, for example, or he's yeah. not pleased with something yeah. and you didn't understand. Um, they wouldn't shout, you know, um, or, or mashallah, I've mm. got four brothers and, and I was the only girl. Dad's never mm. raised his hand to us, um, never really shouted, if, you know, if yeah. I look back. Um, it's yeah. just the look <laughs> we didn't understand. Yeah. There was that much respect that we ha that we have for him and like giving um, health. And mm. even with our mum, mum's slightly different in terms. You know, they they like mum would shout here and there, but that's a different mm. relationship I think to a father. But I think even then, you you knew what your boundaries were. You knew that you couldn't step over a mark. Um, yeah. You know, we like most of us siblings are married now. Um, you know, in our own households and. Um, 
still mm. if my say mom and dad ring that we need something or can you come and do this for me it's let's go you know um and, and be there for them it's that kind of thing but i think like and i was saying to you yesterday but I think it's not the same like if i look at yeah. my children the look doesn't work <laughs> they have to do yeah. a bit more than the look um to yeah. get the same reaction so i'm thinking well what have i done differently to my parents that um that the same respect mm. isn't there for example so it, 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 yeah. i think we have to evaluate ourselves a lot as well i think Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our relationship, uh, you know, yeah. our treatment, um, you know, our frustrations, you know, how when our parents can be asking us the same question, you know, every time we go, or, you know, you know, within an hour, three times, mm-hmm. like, I've already told you so that that, you know, lack of patience or respect that we are, are maybe granting our parents. There's so many factors, basically, uh, you know, out there that we need to consider. And, and as we were preparing for this show as well, you know, it, it was an eye opener. It was one of those mm. things that kind of hit you in the face, didn't it? In terms of the fact yes. that, okay, yeah. this is a tricky one. And there's so much that comes into this that a parent has to scrutinize that why has this happened? It could just be that it's happened. You've done all of these things and, you know, uh, you know, you don't understand why your child's behaving the way they are or why they've turned out in that manner. And then that's, you know, from Allah and it's your test. But, but ultimately, scrutiny is key and self-correction and uh, inshallah you know changing the atmosphere of our household you know making it a warm uh, islamic um, you know an atmosphere of uh, where you know trust in allah belief in allah reference to allah is the, is the is the first point of contact you know if we're if we're sort of dodging the system or if we're fiddling somewhere with 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 a form or something or whatever then, you know, it's only so much that our child will think, well, it's okay for me to do that, you know. And mm-hmm. and then when we're trying to teach our child that, well, there's principles, there's morals, there's ethics, there's values, um, and, you know, it can backfire because sometimes what we may not consider to be very important could be very important. And it's explaining to your child what you're doing, how you're doing it. And, and, mm-hmm. and that communication is so key from an Islamic perspective as well. Um, what I found really interesting was uh, the fact that how you know, research showed that mothers can be more vulnerable to this, exposed to this than fathers. And then from the Islamic perspective, how Islamic research shows that uh, Islam has put great emphasis on honoring your mother, even greater than your father. You know, so we have the hadith of when the man approached Muhammad and asked him, you know, who is most deserving of my good company? And he said, your mother. And then he said, your mother again. And he said, your mother again. And then on the fourth time, he said, your father. Um, the reference that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes in the ayah that I just read about in uh, Surah 31 verse 14, in travail upon travail did his mother bear him, you know, a direct connection, the mother, in terms of the fact that how, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously he knows us, he's created us, and he knows that um, the mother naturally has a, a greater tendency of weakness or emotion towards a child where she may be manipulated more than the father in that circumstance maybe and how you know for the for children to be taught and to know that the honor that is attached to the mother in that manner and the service that is attached to the parents of 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 good treatment and care and respect and how that is a worship of um to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that manner what's also really interesting guys is the fact that how even after our parents have passed away you know we have a service to provide to them um and you know if we look at it in that manner whether it's the uh, doing hajj in their name doing umrahs in their name giving sadaqah in their name fasting in their name visiting their friends that they that may still be alive you know who you know they were very close to and very attached to um and cared for a great deal um so you know there's a the the respect and honor to the parent continues forever and this is something I always say actions speak louder than words and it's, it's something that we have to demonstrate and that's the reflection that we also need to do that you know what is that overall household atmosphere that we have surrounding us and, and, and surrounding our children in that manner. Um, basically maybe what I'm trying to say is that we, we need to plant the seeds of empathy and care within our children um, and then inshallah we need to be cultivating them don't we um, so that they can uh, take responsibility for themselves and inshallah lead to happiness and contentment and success in their lives um, 
is there anything that you guys wanted to add um, as we approach, start approaching the end of the show? Um, I was going to add that, you know, we, um, we as parents, we want our children to be, you know, practicing Muslim, you know, know Allah, you know, obey yeah. Allah. And I think yeah. it's very important for us to also make them understand that after yeah. you obey Allah and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that you, you know, you do good to your parents, you obey your yeah. parents. And I think Absolutely. it's very important for us to even, you know, have these conversations and sh- show them the rights yeah. of the parent. Show yeah. them, like, because we as parents, we have so much rights over our children. And yeah. show them that, you know, the respect that the parents deserve. The, yeah. the respect that Islam gives the parents. Yeah. I think it's very yeah. important for us to do that. I, I agree with you. We, we get also, busy. Yeah. We get busy teaching Quran and all, uh, you know, teaching them how to read Quran, things like this. But, you know, we need to also make them understand the role of the role of the parents, the, the, the level of respect that we deserve. Yeah. And I think that connection is so key, uh, Shabina, that, you know, that you're, you're talking about there, because it kind of gives an explanation, not just of why you're unhappy, but the linkage of their life to the Ahira, and it brings it yeah. all together in terms of the purpose of life, that yeah. our actions aren't just for me, it's not just me in my little closet, but it's me that's going to impact my Ahira, and we live for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and with the hope of attaining Jannah. And, and and the fact that they're going to have human interaction and collaboration as well in society and all these aspects come together, fundamental life skills that we can nurture in them, inshallah, by ensuring that they, inshallah, reach out for respect to their parents instead of abuse to their parents you know, and bringing it together in the way that you're talking about from an Islamic perspective as well. Jazakallah ahead to both of you for joining me today and tackling uh, this topic. Um, um, I say to the listeners, uh, forgive us for any shortcomings or mistakes. Uh, if there are any, they're from us. And inshallah, remember us in your duas. And finally, I would just like to end with saying assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.